Before we begin this episode of the Fitting Room Podcast, I want to extend a special thank you to all of the Fitting Room faithful, all of the listeners who have listened to this show over the last almost six years now and over 150 episodes. We've come a long way since the very first episode that we did on the Great Big Bertha Driver. We've had a couple of co-hosts. Um, we have talked to a lot of tour players, introduced a lot of products, um, and uh, we've even become a live show on Sirius XM radio. And so I am particularly grateful that all of our listeners supported the show, listened to the show, and created uh, a need for Callaway to continue to produce this show. Uh, this episode of The Fitting Room will be my final episode hosting. Um, and so it is uh, with particular particular pride that we have one uh, last great episode, but I know that The Fitting Room is strong, alive, and well. And uh, my friends, my colleagues, uh, Dave Neville, Tyler Sheehan, Jen Turk, Trevor Miglarino, and a lot more people um, who we don't have time to name will continue to carry The Fitting Room flag. So thank you for all, all for listening. And uh, with that, it is time to get into this week's episode of the Fitting Room Podcast. The fastest of the three was the speed. I think that is apropos to its name, the speed. The clubhead speed was a hair faster than the others, but the ball speed was certainly the highest uh, ball speed by a few miles per hour. So that was uh, really telling to me. The max is just really stable, really forgiving. For me, for the LS, I really like the way that driver set up. This one for me is a little bit of a trade-off of speed versus stability. But I'll tell you what, the speed is also pretty darn forgiving too. I think it's even a little bit more forgiving than, than Maverick. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. This week, we've got another Fitting Room face-off, an epic showdown. We are taking the drivers and, and hitting them head-to-head-to-head, -to -head -to -head, driver versus driver versus driver, Epic Max, Epic Max LS, and the Epic Speed. And to help me do that, we've got our same testers we did with the Apex showdown a couple weeks ago. Uh, we've got Dave Neville. We've got producer Tyler Sheehan now on the other side of the microphone once again. And uh, welcome, welcome, boys. I'm excited for another Fitting Room Face-Off. I just told you in our most recent range session together that uh, hitting drivers is one of my top three activities uh, in, in life. So uh, I, I couldn't not be a part of uh, the Big Stick episode. Well, we will ask you the other two maybe at a later time, probably not now for a couple reasons, um, mostly because we don't have time because we've got a lot to talk about here. So Dave, why don't you walk us through the testing protocol? What, what was it that we did to make sure we could get meaningful results? Yeah, so what we wanted to do was we, we had each of the testers bring in their gamer shafts. We wanted to use the same shaft and use the interchangeability of the OptiFit hosel to change out the head, keep the grip the same, all of that. And we didn't really change the stock configuration either. So for example, on the Max and the Max LS, you could change the, the slider to more of a draw position. You could change the OptiFit hosel. We didn't do any of that. So we didn't tweak the fitting or change shafts or all of that. We wanted to test the drivers in kind of their stock configuration and really go driver versus driver versus driver and see if all the things that we've been talking about from R&D, are they legit? And then come up and, and decide which one of these drivers are going to go in our bag for 2021. Well, there you have it. So. Uh Let's just get let's get right into the data, and then at the end we will talk about 
which one is going to go in the bag for us or any big surprises that we saw. Uh, Dave, why don't you lead us off with some of your driver data? Yeah, so uh, it was pretty interesting. And, and some of the things I, I would say were uh, what I expected and, and, and some were not in terms of the in terms of the driver. I hit the the epic speed first. Um, I really like that. It, it was pretty low spin for me. So my average spin rate was about 2000 RPM with the launch angle of 13, um, three ball speeds were, were pretty good. And the, the club head speeds, um, as well. I would say the dispersion on the speed was, was kind of wide. Um, so, uh, that, that gave me a little bit of pause and maybe I, I need a little more help, a little more forgiveness. Uh, and then I went into the, the Epic Max and, you know, I played Maverick Max last year for, for most of the year, and that, uh, that suited me really, really well. This was interesting. So as we kind of expected, there was more spin. So 2,600 RPM of spin uh, with the Max with a really similar launch angle, 13.2. But I think the big thing with the Max was the dispersion. And I know you were there watching, uh, Nate, but for the Max, it was really, really tight. I mean... Every drive seemed to be ending up in the exact same spot. Yeah, Dave, I told you after the, the test, you could have put a, a little three by four golf towel out there and you would have you would have hit them every time it was that tight. Yeah, um, maybe maybe it needed to be a little bit of a beach blanket, not a not a golf towel, but uh, it was it was pretty pretty tight. And then I hit the the Max LS. So we've said with the Max LS that it's it's lower spin than than the Max, but not as low spin as what we used to see with a Sub Zero. So it was kind of what I expected there. It was about 21, 2165 in terms of the the spin rate. So definitely lower than. Than max, but a little bit higher actually than than the speed. I thought that was pretty interesting um, as well. Ball speeds were were very good, and that one was actually the longest of the three for me. Uh, but in terms of the dispersion, the the max was the was the clear winner uh, there. In terms of the the peak heights, I hit the max a little bit higher, which is to be expected. Um, uh, also, so a lot of things that we uh, expected to see, but then you know a few surprises uh, in there. But um, I, I really, really enjoyed the the test, and it was cool to see the three different heads and how different uh, each of them of them are. So, turn it back to you, uh, Nate, for your your results. Yeah, I think the first thing I noticed during this test was the visual appearance of the three drivers is very different. Um, the Max is, really has a confidence inspiring footprint. The speed is a little bit of a, a more graceful rounded shape. And then the Max LS has a very straight top line, which I think really helps align that driver nicely. Um, in terms of the, the numbers for me, I play uh, my, my gamer. I typically will play a nine degree bumped up to 10 in the draw setting. So plus one D on the hosel. So that's how I set up all three drivers. And, uh, I would say a, a couple things that were of note to me. Uh, the fastest of the three was the speed. Uh, I think that is apropos to its name, the speed. Uh, the clubhead speed um, was uh, uh, was a hair faster than the others, but the ball speed was certainly um, uh, the highest uh, ball speed by a few miles per hour. Um, so that was uh, really telling to me. The, the max, like you mentioned, is just really stable, really forgiving. Um, and then for me, for the LS, I really liked the way that driver set up, but I just simply didn't spin it quite enough. And so that one was, um, ended up going also the shortest for me. So, 
I think um, uh, this one for me is a little bit of a trade-off of of speed versus stability. Um, but I'll tell you what, the speed is also pretty darn forgiving too. I think it's even a little bit more forgiving than than Maverick. Um, so three drivers that I liked, I think um, uh, if I had to rank them, I would rank the Max and the Speed a little bit above the LS for my swing type. Um, but again, uh, uh, it seems as advertised in terms of the performance we saw with the numbers. Tyler, I'm curious to know for a high speed, high spin guy like you, how, what did you see? Well, as, as you know, I have a lot of problems with my golf game and they're all spin related. So uh, as, as a high spin guy, and, and, and I'll start by saying I kind of waltzed into this test or when we got the marketing samples, kind of didn't even consider anything other than the Max LS for to, to play. And I, you know, I've played that for a couple months now, and I really, really like it. I think it's um, forgiving as anything uh, that I've ever played. It's long, and um, and and I really enjoyed the profile, and I, and I like the um, the neutral to fade shot shape. The biggest surprise for me was that it is not the lowest spinning configuration that you can do. I always play mine, uh, my drivers at minus one D just to, to kill that spin rate. Um, the, uh, Epic speed driver by far had the best spin window at 2420, uh, average. And that's, uh, that was a little eye opener compared to the LS, which was 2700. Um, and as a result, uh, with with the speed and ball speed uh, being around just a couple miles an hour difference, that spin uh, resulted from if you normalize the data, you know, total of the LS was 305. Uh, the total from the uh, the speed is 316. So um, that prompted me to go ahead and say we need to try out the speed head next time we we um, we we get on uh, get on the golf course here because um, certainly very interesting. Um, true to, uh, how the CG is located in these drivers, uh, the speed and the max both had, uh, spin axes that were minus or, you know, going to the left, whereas the, uh, max LS had a spin axis that was tipping to the right. Um, so very much so, uh, in line with how we, uh, design these drivers, uh, you know, sort of speed with the moderate or semi draw, uh, max with, e with, uh, even more draw bias. And then that neutral to fade spin axis on, uh, the, the max LS, uh, as far as the max, I mean, couldn't get a more forgiving, uh, shape. It did spin a little bit much for me. We were up in the, um, 3000 range there for the spin. So in conclusion, uh, longest and tightest dispersion went to the uh, epic speed. So um, in this driver versus driver versus driver, the uh, conclusion uh, that I was going in with was was not what I ended up with. So uh, I'm excited to take epic speed out for a spin next time we get on the golf course. Sounds like you're going to be an epic speed guy. That is a kind of a surprising uh, result for me. And, and we talked about it earlier. Um, the Max LS was actually the longest of the three for me. The, the problem um, for me is I'm a low spin guy already. So when I hit it some out to the toe, I was in the 1700 RPM type of uh, spin window. And it just was 
uh, not going to be playable enough for me. So I think I'm going to be in the in the max. The dispersion, as we talked about in the Mac, was absolutely incredible. That's what I need for my driver. What I would try to work with is the adjustable perimeter weight and the hosel to try to maybe get that spin down a little bit. It was at 2,600, which is very playable, but I might try to get it down a little bit to get a, a few more yards out of it. So I'm a Max guy. Tyler's going to try the speed. And now, Mr. Adelman, what is your final decision? So I think I am going to stick with the speed driver. And the reason for that, when I'm looking at the data, is I like two things about the speed. Number one, the ball speed. Um, you know, go figure, it's called speed. Uh, it was the fastest for me. And I also felt it was a little easier to turn over for me than the max. And maybe that's because it has a little bit smaller. Now they're both 460 cc's, but it just feels like a little bit more nimble to be able to turn it over. Um, and so that that club for me um, in the, the the nine degree up up one to ten degrees uh, that for me was is the magic combo to really uh, sets up nicely to my eye to be able to hit a ball with a little bit of right to left on it. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up. But before I let you do the closing credits here, uh, Nate, I just want to thank you for everything you've done as a, a founder and pioneer of the Fitting Room, the most successful podcast in the Callaway. Uh, network. It's been quite a journey. I've been really pleased to be on not all the shows, but many of them. Um, and, you know, you started the show with AJ and uh, was an incredible tag team there. We've had all kinds of, of guests um, from tour pros to some of the top fitters in, in the world, but you've really helped take this show to the next level. So on behalf of uh, everyone here at Callaway Golf, I want to say thank you very much. Best of luck in your next uh, endeavors. Don't ask us for any clubs. Continued uh, tinkering, and we're going to miss you, sir. Well, thank you very much, and thank you to everyone that, you know, the fitting room was a team effort. Could not have been done without the help of a lot, a lot of people. Um, and it, it started out as a little pet project, and it's, it's fun to see how it grew. And uh, I will miss you guys, but I know that the fitting room is in great hands. And now I will be uh, religiously listening to every episode so I can learn about all the new stuff and uh, text you about how cool it is. Absolutely. And, and probably tell us what we're getting wrong on the specs or uh, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. And when you're in your, uh, in your workbench. But no, we appreciate everything you've done. And um, I'll let you roll the final credits here. The Fitting Room Podcast is part of the wonderful network of Callaway Podcasts. Uh, if, you, if we miss something or if you have any topics you want the Fitting Room Boys to cover, hit us up on the Callaway community, callawaygolf.com slash community. Head over to the Fitting Corner thread. Ask your questions there. Uh, Producer Tyler will be on there looking for scouring the community for the next uh, great episode that we will cover here on the show. This episode was produced by Tyler Sheehan, recorded by Jen Turk, edited by Trevor Miglarino. Special uh, showdown face-off help from Garrett Pond as well. Uh, that's it for this week's episode of The Fitting Room and uh, The Fitting Room will be back with more episodes next week. Bye.